Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, Maurice? How you doing? I am doing very well. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I'm glad you're very well, though. Yes, we're very well. Yeah, yeah. Had a busy, um, busy weekend, but you know, we're back. Busy? Yeah, because I had a presentation um, first thing Monday morning, so I had to like mm. prepare all of that and like you know get all that ready because it was like at eight thirty on Monday wow. morning. So yeah, <laughs> so very first thing start of the week, but it went well. Oh, so I'm well, glad good. about that. I'm glad it went well. Such a, yeah. such a dedicated employee, Maurice is. You gotta, yeah. No, it's funny because I was um, I was talking with my aunt and her husband this weekend about like evaluation season. Yeah. Apparently, like evals are coming up, and even at my job, like it's like um, it was like you have to fill out your self evaluation first. <laughs> so maybe shop at that little blast, little bit good work in, so you gotta evaluate yourself. But that's always so funny. Yeah, I hate I hate like the self evaluation because you always have to, you know, you want to give yourself you know tens, but then you kind of have to right. be a little modest and a little humble and be like, oh well, I'm about a you know like a nine, mm-hmm. I'm like an eight point right. seven five. You know, you still have to leave room for improvement. It's like girl, you do because otherwise it just looks crazy. But I'd be like, you know, in certain categories, I do deserve outstandings, but in other categories, it's like you know, satisfactory, but needs improvement. But usually those categories, I like, not that I scapegoat other people, but I'd be like, it's just not all on me. Because the, the reality is that many of, our, many of our jobs, we work on teams or we work on groups and there's support staff. So, you know, when one person drops, their, drops the ball on the group project, it does impact other people. And I'd be like, you know, that's where there's room for improvement with those individuals. <laughs> with them. No, you have to you have to take accountability and you have to kind of turn it into a positive and say, and mm-hmm. through this experience, I learned X, Y, Z. Right. So the next time it happens, I'm gonna mm-hmm. do X, Y, and Z. So it's well, um, I hope that a lot of companies are making considerations for COVID because it's just been super, super hard, you know. I don't think so. I think they expect you to be much more productive because you know, you don't have the commute, you know, True. it's, so the workday, you know, can easily, you know, start at 8.30 and still be going at like 7.30 p.m., you know, so it's like, they expect you to work longer hours and be more mm-hmm. productive because you're not taking, you know, most times you're not taking a full lunch hour, they want you to work through, there's no um, kind of downtime in the middle of the day to just go and chit chat with somebody. So I feel like the expectation is to be more productive. See, that's interesting because I just feel like, you know, at least for me, like the commute to and from work is like a way to like kind of gear up and think about my day, get my mental checklist together. And then like the drive home is like a decompression. And then my lunch break away from my desk is also like a midday like regroup. Mm-hmm. And, the, and that all feeds into the production or the productivity rather as well, you know, and it's just, I guess it just depends on how you work. Yeah. But however, today I did feel more productive. Um, I go into the office one day a week uh, for my one job. And it's just like, I feel more productive at home because my internet runs smoother. Again, I don't have to waste a 45 minute commute. Um, I don't even have to get dressed really. It's just, I can kind of get right to it. But I also don't have the distractions of like kids and stuff like that. Cause that, that just changes the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad you had a good uh, presentation at work. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. How you been? 
I've been good. Um, I will share the details of my last excursion. Oh, God. Um, out of the streets. Cannot stay home. <laughs> I, I, you know what? But I am now. You know, and I will say this. Everyone's idea of social distancing is something different. Um, I do believe that what I have done has been social distancing. I'm not locked myself. <laughs> you got that, that Trump administration logic. No, 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 no. I, I do wear a mask. Actually, I have a story I'm going to tell you about later on in the podcast <laughs> from this weekend. But I do wear my mask. I do try to go to places that are like, you know, where you can actually socially distance. Um, you know, so far this summer, I've only gone to like Vermont, which is one of the safest places you can go. It was very, in a very outdoorsy trip, very socially distant. I do go to like New York and Fire Island. <laughs> the worst maybe, place to go. That was maybe a little risky. <laughs> um, um, and I went to like, you know, DC and Annapolis. And um, or, and I did go to Key West. That was risky, but not really because we didn't stay like in a house by ourselves the whole time. So um, this weekend, me and my boyfriend, or my boyfriend and I, <laughs> went uh, to DC. We went to like you know the Renwick Museum. We kind of just like stayed in the hotel because it was really nice and just like watched Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all left town to do that. You know, sometimes it's nice to just like stay in a hotel. I know me personally, I love going to hotels and like, yeah, we know. <laughs> Stop. Uh, you know, in the it's, Marriott, the place they can cut. <laughs> you know, at least it's not the Holiday Inn on some chingy shit. But you know, it's, 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 I like going to a cute boutique hotel, wearing a robe, drinking champagne. Like, it's just a change of scenery. You know, we really st- we spent most of our time in the hotel room. So. Wow. Um, and then, you know, we went to go see my, my aunt who um, resides in Annapolis and, you know, that was just like really in the house. We did go out to dinner, but it was just really kind of just like a low key thing. But I didn't talk with my boyfriend. I was like, you know what? These numbers are going up. Everything is about to get bad. We're about to have this dark winter that all the media is telling us about. <laughs> We're turning the corner. What are you talking about? Are we? <laughs> according to somebody. Oh, but not according to science. Right. <laughs> Right. So I'm just like, uh, I think we need to kind of take it back to like, you know, March, April, May. Um, Because during that time period, I really did not go anywhere but to the grocery store. Um, I think I went a whole six weeks without filling my gas tank. (laughs) Um, And I saved a lot of money. So I was like, you know, I think until like the new year when we can reevaluate and reassess, we're going back on lockdown. So we're going to have some cute lockdown dates and activities to do in the house. But DC was fun as always. What? What are you laughing about? Nothing. You got something to say? Nothing. Listen, it's a whole lot of people out here on Facebook and Instagram, and I'm looking at them like, how you ain't get COVID yet? Because they be at the club, the parties, popping bottles, and at the pool. They be they be around a lot of people. I do keep my distance, and I do always wear my mask and or face shield. And I, I, I do the best that I can, but I am recognizing okay. that I can, I can do a little better. You could, yeah, yeah, you need to, to because, I mean, you're high risk, girl. <laughs> high risk. What you mean I'm high risk? Because I got you, asthma? Well, <laughs> and you, you just never, like, stay home. You're always somewhere. And your level of exposure has to be, I mean, you say, you know, you're, you stay distant, but you expose yourself to that much 
more because that is true. I rarely leave the house. I go to the grocery store. I might go for a bike ride or a walk, and that's it. But mm. I, you know, am working from home, so I'm inside all day. You know, mm. around um, the afternoon time, I'll probably, you know, go out just to get some fresh air. I have a <laughs> really nice roof deck. I can go up anytime I want. So I avoid the people as much as I possibly can. You know, I, I don't, I find that, you know, I always used to say um, that I was not a people person and I still believe that I'm not a people person, but I like to be like, I like to be out and see people. I like to people watch. I like to be amongst the people, but mm-hmm. I really don't want the people close to me, nor do I want to interact with them, if that makes any sense. Like, I will always do a, a self-checkout if I can. I will always do a contactless delivery. If I don't have to deal with people, that's great. But I do like to live my life out and about and see like, oh, look at those people over there. I really do enjoy that. And I feel like COVID has been able to facilitate that. However, you are corrected that my exposure rate is likely a little bit higher. I don't think it's the highest on the planet. Uh, I think I'm on the- I mean, you don't, work at, you don't work at the White House. <laughs> Oh yes, with the VP. But um I think I'm on like the low end of high. If that makes Which sense. is still pretty high. <laughs> I'm listen, I'm just saying you have elderly but you have elderly people in your life, you know, that people who do have pre existing conditions. And you know, just you have to be conscious and aware that you could expose them. You know, right. it's not just about you. It is, it's you know, not. it's about the collective and the and people. I'm collectively going on strict lockdown now. Unless I'm going to the grocery store, that's it. Okay. <laughs> we'll check back in and see how you're doing with that. <laughs> next, next week? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the next segment of the show. It's time for what you do. I've already gotten halfway through my drink. I'm having like a little, um, it's like vodka. I have very little Prosecco left. So St. James. <laughs> Ray. And club soda. Why is it Issa Rae? She drinks um, vodka and champagne. It do, it kind of lifts it. It's, a, it's nice really? with a little splash. And yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. And I added some like flat ass club soda. Yeah, um, St. Germain. St. Germain always like elevates the drink. You know, I do love the elderflower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. What you drinking? Are you drinking? Yeah, I'm just having a vodka tonic. Something okay. light and classic for me. That's and nice. easy. Yeah. That's my go-to. That's my go-to yeah. drink when I'm out. Yeah. So, oh, you remember when uh, I did the whole, like, it's called abstinence from drinking well i just did the drinking hiatus or cleanse i'm thinking about for november i'm going to try to go vegetarian why would you do that um, before thanksgiving wanna... um because i don't eat turkey first of all so every every thanksgiving i only eat the sides because this might be an unpopular opinion but the sides are best the turkey's always the worst so that really doesn't impact my thanksgiving chow down and i think i just want to kind of like see how i am without meat okay i mean didn't you do that once upon a time and now look at you well mine was different because it was um a new year's resolution so Mm -hmm. 
I think I always find it's easier to start something at like the beginning of the year. And mm-hmm. so by the time Thanksgiving and Christmas came around, I was already, you know, close to a year without it, without mm-hmm. having meat. So it just didn't really, I didn't really crave it. So. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. But I think it's hard to start like now. It definitely is. I think it's probably the worst time to start. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know me. Love a challenge and love <laughs> logical decisions. Well, but, that you know, is the, your MO. <laughs> stop. No. <laughs> but the holidays, you know, it is like a time where like people are kind of just feasting and eating. Mm-hmm. But I think more specific is um I don't think it'll be turkey or like tadurkins or none of that. So I think I'll be okay. I really just load up on like macaroni and cheese and sweet potatoes and collard greens. So Ooh, I don't carbs, girl. You know, I love a carb. <laughs> Clearly. You know, I love gluten. That's true, too. All right. Well, let's get into the uh, categories for this week. Shall you start? Or should yes. I? Speaking of someone who, I guess she gave up carbs and gluten because mama is looking snatched. That's great. She looks good. Stunning. Did you We're see- talking about... Huh? Okay. <laughs> no, <go ahead>. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Adele. Lori Blue Adkins hosted Saturday Night Live. Her name's Lori Blue? Yeah, her middle name. Is that one name or two? It's two. You know the British. They get kind of. Oh. So the Beyonce name. Like blue, like Blue Ivy Carter? Yeah. Like the oh, color. Okay. Oh, okay. I like the color. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce did not invent blue, the color. I mean, well, she did, but <laughs> the color, yeah, it's blue like the color, not blue like Cantrell. But that was a good song. It was, wasn't it? Oops. Yeah. Hit him up style. With that blue, did she have a blue fur coat on? She did. She had like it. Was, it was like a blue chinchilla. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, whatever happened to her. I mean, one hit wonder. Mm, you know, yeah. well, I mean, she gave us something good. <laughs> For the culture. Yes. But back to Lori Blue. I didn't see it. I didn't watch Saturday Night Live. Oh, you didn't watch it? Mm-mm. Okay, you know what? Let me be honest. You know, I have the narcolepsy, so I don't stay up that late to watch it either. Exactly. My melatonin. <laughs> oh, see, this is why. Because, <laughs> you know, I take the melatonin. Right. And so I was Uh, running out. I was running out. So I went to Target and they didn't have the usual um, one that I get. They changed like the labeling. Now it's in like a purple um, pack instead of red. And so I just grabbed, you know, the what they had up there. And usually I take two five milligrams. So it's 10 milligrams total. So the Mm -hmm. one I grabbed, I thought they were all five milligrams, but apparently they're not. So I took two, my usual two, and I was knocked out. <laughs> wow. I slept so good. Were they? they were 10 milligrams each. So I took a double like dose. Double the amount. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> of melatonin. So I was good in sleep. Do you feel like foggy when you wake up from that? No, because melatonin helps you fall asleep. It doesn't help you um, make you stay asleep. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I have the opposite problem, but I never watched Saturday Night Live like the night of. Um, you know, I just watched the clips the next day. Yeah, but I was yeah. excited because Adele and her 
were on. So Adele was the host and her was the um, musical guest. Uh-huh. And um, Adele's opener was kind of like boring. Like, you know, like how they come out and they just do the opening segment. She she did address her weight loss, but she really wasn't funny. And she gets really nervous. I think anyone who, like, yeah. if you're not familiar, Adele suffers from like debilitating stage fright. Yeah. And you could tell she was super, super nervous, but that's okay because Mama looked at she she was really giving me Meryl Streep and Death Becomes Her. She was looking really the hair good. was laid. The hair was really long, laid. She her her neck and her clavicle was what really stuck out to me. I kept looking at her mm-hmm. neck and like her collarbone. Uh, but she looked great. Um, the first skit that I saw was like a, a play on The Bachelor, mm-hmm. and she was like one of the contestants trying to get with Brad K. and. Um, it really wasn't funny at all, honestly. But she kept singing like her hit songs. Okay, that's the only way she can. Can she, huh? she still sing? Yes, she can still sing. But it was also like, is she singing along to the track? But no, she could still sing, and it sounds okay. very much like her. Um, but she sounded good, and I'm glad that like, although she wasn't the musical guest, it was just nice mm-hmm. to hear Adele sing. And I, yeah. I'm really anticipating her next album. Um, but I don't know what. 31 is going to be about because it seems like she's pretty happy you know, she's 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 she divorced mm-hmm. that, her ex-husband she's lost some weight she got her body she's dating revenge new, body you know she got her new hot um, nigerian british rapper skeptica mm-hmm. who she's dating which kind of led to some controversy regarding the second skit that i saw with adele and it was a tourism commercial with Liddell, Kate McKinnon, and I forget the other woman's name. The other uh, new lady, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, these three like white women divorcees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, oh, come to Africa, where the bamboo is large. Where, <laughs> and it was like all these sexual yeah. things yeah. about how like white women divorcees can like leave their leave their husband, leave their kids and come to Africa and start a new life where they'll be taken care of by, you know, the African tribesmen. And my boyfriend and I just watched it and it was kind of cringeworthy. It was like, ooh, this is a little bit tone deaf. It's a little bit like, you know, straddling the wrong side of the fence of like controversial yet funny. And it's like, but- it's also kind of like, not the best thing as though, you know, Adele is dating a man of African descent. You know, SARS is happening in Nigeria. And SARS hashtag. And, you know, and it's just like, was this the best thing to like fetishize? Uh, a lack of, but you know, it's African actually a real men? thing. It's actually a real thing. What is a real thing? Sex tourism. Sex tourism? Oh yeah, yeah sex tourism is a real thing. Yeah, you know, like, and so the, the um, European women, they go to Africa, they go to... Um, the Congo, Nigeria, mm-hmm. Zanzibar is really um, prevalent. They have beach boys. And so what mm-hmm. they do is, you know, these white women, they go down to the beach and they have, you know, the people dressed in, you know, their traditional tribal attire. They can basically rent them for however long they want. And the guy does everything for them. Right. He like, and they were like gives like, massages, he cooks. <laughs> he mm-hmm. takes care of their, you know, sexual desires and needs. And, like, yeah. it's it's a real thing. It's a real thing. And I think that, like, 
I love comedy, right? And one of my favorite comics of all time is Joan Rivers. I especially love insult comedy. And I think things are funniest when it's kind of controversial and straddles his line. So I'm not gonna lie, I did laugh at the skit because there were certain things that were funny to me, right? But I can appreciate how others felt like it was cringeworthy or off color or inappropriate given the certain times. But I'm like, also these people just don't like to have fun. And it's just like, it, we get so politically correct that it's just like, well, what can we laugh about? Yeah, I think it's, so, I think it was funny. I, I mean, think it was funny. They um <laughs> mainly because Adele kept like busting out laughing. She could not contain herself. Yes, that and was so, the funny part. She could not like hold her cold character. Yeah, she broke character through the script so many times. So many times. She had to like cover her face, and she kept saying, uh, "It was one part where she said." Um, she feels a deep connection, and then she just started deep, laughing. Yeah, <laughs> the lady was like. I can feel it in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I and think she just know, cut up. It's about how you approach this. Game. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, 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 I could see where it's cringeworthy, but I think you have to kind of suspend reality. You have to suspend what's actually happening in the world and be able to but, just like laugh. But um, then, come I know on. that's an unpopular opinion, but I knew that she was going to catch flack for it. But I, I mean, if, but also it's not controversial is it like is it going to be funny that there's some certain humor in things that like hit on the truth about stereotypes but, but come on i mean so it's just people are acting like they ain't never gone anywhere and tried to get a sample of the local flavor, <laughs> the, local and flavor the, the local talent the local yeah <laughs> you want some island delish i mean people do it all the time there's like three types of sex tourism there's like traditional, which was what that was kind of making fun of, where it's like you go to a place and men do it all the time too. And when like they go Thailand. to like Thailand <laughs> and, you know, these poor, um, you know, kind of Asian countries. And then there's like the kind where um, it's called like romance tourism, where they hope to fall in love and, you know, meet somebody, the love of their life in a foreign country. And then there's like- um, Is that like 90 Day Fiance? That's like a 90 day fiance situation happens all the time with them, white, with them white women on there. And then the third one is called, it's like situational where like, okay. you're not trying to hook up with somebody, but you meet somebody at the club and you, you know, you, just, you have a, a little vacation. rendezvous. Yeah. A little travel mm -hmm. bay, a little vacation boo. I used to have conference days when you go to like on like a work conference. It would be, be nasty. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was funny because it's a very real life situation. Right. And a lot of people have been in that situation before. So I thought it was hilarious. And to be honest, it's not like, you know, it wasn't talking about like human trafficking. It was talking mm -hmm. about people who are engaging in sex work, likely Consensual. voluntarily and yeah. consensually. And additionally, it's just like, it's not a topic that I think that is often talked about. Like I've never heard mm -hmm. people break it down like you did with just the three different kinds of sex tourism. So mm -hmm. I think it kind of does bring light to something that happens, something that all of us might've participated or engaged in in one way or another. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and, it, and, it, and it brought, although it was controversial to many, it, it brought light to a discussion I think not many people have. And I think that that's like, okay, well now let's like talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I think that comedy does have the space to kind of do that but we can talk about uncomfortable things in a way that is like the invitation to discuss it is funny at first because that's what mm -hmm. makes most people comfortable but let's just say it for what it is like people are usually uncomfortable talking about sex so let's put it right. in a funny skit mm -hmm. 
about sex tourism. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, that's all it was. It was funny to me. I thought I thought it was funny. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And then they had all the those white women walking in the background. Uh, yes, getting carried with on the black men. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Oh well, did you hear? I have no segue. But did you hear the moon had water? <laughs> uh, I read that today on CNN. Yeah. Okay. Can you believe that? That's How much cool. water? I don't know, but the memes are hilarious, and I always just thought the, the moon was made of cheese. <laughs> or like, or I, t- I really honestly just thought the moon was like a solid rock. I didn't think that there was like life on the, what is it, water count as life? I don't think so. Water is not life, no. But I feel like if there's water, then there's like life nearby. Not necessarily. Okay. Because there's like no water atmosphere. Is, a, is water a sign of life? This is why I don't know science. Water is typically found, or life is typically found in places that have water but that's on earth (laughs) yeah but there's no atmosphere or very little atmosphere i don't think i don't know for sure but um yeah but there's no atmosphere on the moon so therefore life would not be able to sustain definitely not why because i just feel like companies and corporations are going to use this as an opportunity to go like excavate all the water from the moon well, I think it's more so if um Can you excavate water? No. It's more so if <laughs> they countries want to colonize the moon and so they would need a water source um mm. in order to um you know be able to have a uh almost a self-sustaining colony there. Okay. Yeah. So cuz it would be harder to either build the machines to recapture the water that um, we like expire, perspire, mm-hmm. and then recondense that back down, it would just be too much. So it'd be easier to find a native source of water. Right. There. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Well, I feel like the rich people are now going to be more interested in the moon. Well, probably. Mm-hmm. They're trying to, they want to find the same things on Mars too, because in order to colonize that, they want to have some water there. But have we not learned all the horrors of colonization? Like, let's leave other planets alone. Well, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I know, like, we messed up Earth so bad, but let's, like, not go mess up other planets that are just over there minding their damn business. I mean, we just found out it had water. Like, imagine what else we're just going to find out. Like, let's just leave it alone. Like, we can't even take care of our own shit. Basically. <laughs> Mm-mm. Maybe there's some Kanye West there. Did you see that they that he said they should get rid of Black History Month? You know, I don't really read. If I see an article that mentions his name, I don't really read it because I'm. It's just always going to be kind of the same with the orange person. It's just going to be some foolishness. Mm-hmm. So I don't read it. I don't ever click on anything that they say. Okay, so you just steer clear of him. Pretty much. So I, I always thought that you read him because he was your fave's husband. You know, he, I tolerated him because of that, but, you know, just the latest, these latest outbursts and the running for president and just all this other foolishness is just, yeah, it's a bit much. He, he said if he doesn't win the presidency, he's going to win. Which he won't. <laughs> so, of so what like, state? 
So I guess he's running up the governor of California. I don't know. Carolyn cares. Gavin ain't giving that up. Oh, Gavin's not. Kamala's not going to have it. Did you watch the last debate? The last debate? <laughs> Sorry, did I say debate? Yeah. <laughs> the last debate, I did watch it. Um, it was a, It was much more calm this mm-hmm. time. Um, but but still not very substantive because the orange person, you know, he was definitely afraid of his mic being cut off. So that kind of tempered him a little bit, but he was still talking like foolishness. Right. Yeah, I honestly, I didn't watch it. And I also feel like I'm kind of part of the problem because the debate was extremely boring. But again, mm-hmm. debates are not supposed to be entertainment. Like they're not supposed to be a real hospital where you Right. Um, but because that's what this orange person only knows how to give, I think mm-hmm. that, like he's kind of shifted the political discussion and expectation. So like you want to tune in to see a hot mess in the train wreck. Just like when they had their town halls on the same night, I admitted to mm-hmm. watching only Trumps because <laughs> I was just trying to see the mess. Yeah. The debate was just so I was like, I've already cast my vote. It's not gonna change my vote. Um I was tired. I had a long day. Because also, they'd be airing them so late. Yeah. You know, I'm usually in bed by 8.30. So 9 o'clock is a push for me. And, um, yeah, I just fell asleep. So I didn't even watch the debate. But I feel like I need to go find it on YouTube or something and watch it. But I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? At this point? <laughs> you know, yeah. Keep the hour and a half. Go read your Mariah Carey book that I found, by the way. Where was it? It was like, my coffee table has like a shelf underneath it and it was on the shelf oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah i need to get back to that that's, that's a better use of my time wouldn't you say i would agree i, would agree. <laughs> oh, I don't have any more topics it's a light week child. it's been a light week and i think um also i've kind of been disconnecting because i want i know that you know the next week and a half is going to be a hot mess with the um with the election and then the aftermath of that so i'm kind of trying to like disconnect from mm-hmm. everything because like you said i submitted my ballot um by mail and so we have drop boxes here and so i just dropped it in the drop box and right they already received it and recorded oh, it okay. yeah they emailed they emailed um that it was received so good to go so now i'm just kind of like just waiting it's like i don't know i'm nervous child because it's like maybe i also listen to too much of the news and i need to maybe disconnect the next week my anxiety i can feel just like increasing Mm -hmm. uh but i just feel like i I heard something on msnbc and they said obviously pennsylvania is a battleground state Mm -hmm. um and they said pennsylvania like one in five mail-in ballots are going to be are projected to be rejected Um, on what basis just they say that like i didn't really hear on what basis because that's like the the real crux of the answer but they said Mm -hmm. that usually they said that most people one in five people so 20 percent of people don't fill out the ballot correctly, i.e. they don't use black or blue plan, they give a check or an X instead of bubbling the circle, they don't sign their name in the right place, they don't use a privacy envelope. Like it's more than a three-step process. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a lot to ask of folks, but if you don't do that process to a T, your ballot will be rejected. 
So they say it's projected like 20% of the votes in Pennsylvania, a key state will be projected. And that's just like, God, child, it's scary. You be doom scrolling too much too, though. So. I be doom what? Whoa, what? What? What's this new word? Doom scrolling. It's when you like wake up and look for the worst articles you can oh, find, and then that kind of like covers your whole day. But yeah, it I mean, does. I just it does. I, I'm the kind of person where it's just like I like to usually prepare myself for worst case scenario, and. Nine times out of 10, worst case scenario doesn't happen. But I'm just like, and maybe that's a really pessimistic way to live. But I'm like, okay, if worst case scenario does happen, I think that I'm emotionally prepared for it, even though I'm not. It's, it's this really weird coping mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> but doom scrolling. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, let's scroll down to the next <laughs> segment of the show. It's time for I Said What I Said. Why don't you go first? <laughs> My, I said what I said for this week is, you know, like I said, we're kind of winding down and it's kind of, we're kind of in like this lull where everyone is waiting for the election to happen, mm-hmm. see what the results are and, you know, <laughs> get down to your doomsday cellar and wait for, <laughs> wait for the race war to pop off. But, you know, we're at the end of October um, and, I've been noticing that everything, commercials, like those movies on TV are all starting to play Christmas movies. Okay. And I'm like, well, wait, hold up, because <laughs> it's still October. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you going to skip over Halloween, skip over, you know, even the election, skip over Thanksgiving and go straight to Christmas? Like, that is mm-hmm. too much too soon. And I just think y'all need to chill out. And I know, you know, people are kind of ready for 2020 to be over, but pump the brakes a little bit because we still got to go through like two more months. Right, right. I mean, that that makes sense. And like, it's kind of like contribute to that point. I keep seeing, you know, throughout the course of my doom scrolling that like a lot of people are just like, I can't wait for 2021. I can't wait for the ball to drop. I can't wait for January 1st, 2021. And I'm like, what exactly do you think is going to happen? Like, do you just think yeah. like everything's just going to live? COVID is just going to evaporate. Economy is going to bounce back. Like, I think that people are putting a lot on the ending of this year, not realizing that it has a potential A, to get much worse. Mm-hmm. Or B, like to not change much at all. But I feel like there's two points that people are really waiting for, and that's like November 3rd. But I've like already convinced myself to like know that we're not gonna have an answer November 3rd. And people are like ready for New Year's. Yeah, but at the same time, people also want something to be excited and happy about. And I know that holidays do that for them. They do. But can we at least wait till November? That's all I'm saying. For Christmas. For Christmas. So get through Halloween first. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. It does seem a little premature. Yeah, that's it. That's okay. all. Okay. Well, my I said what I said this week, um, also in my doom scrolling, is just about like Insta thoughts, you know. Your fave. And my fave. And I think that I need to like recurate my Instagram. I kept talking about like taking you said a, that like months social, ago. I know I talked about taking a social media hiatus, but I'm <clears> a, <throat> I have a problem. 
you know, I like to scroll. Uh, it's a great distraction when I don't want, when I need an escape. And I do need to like take a break from it, but I'm just like, oh, I don't know. And I, I did say a month ago that I want to take a break, kind of like you heading up to this election season because there's the anxiety and the doom scrolling. I like that term now. <laughs> um, but I feel like I need it to stay attached. Like there's like, there's two ways about engaging the election, right? And I kind of discount my social media because I follow people who are usually like-minded. So that doesn't give me much of insight into the election outcomes. But one thing I really pay attention to are lawn signs. I don't know why I feel like lawn signs are this magic indicator of how things are going. But when I ride through a neighborhood or I ride through an area, I'm looking to see who has Biden-Harris signs and who has Trump signs. And to me, when I see a Trump sign, it just says, hi, a racist lives here. And I, I, I oftentimes see like on one side of the street will be Trump, on one side of the street will be Biden. And that goes back into social media because I feel like in America, everyone wants to get civically engaged. Everyone's like, rock the boat, vote or die or whatever. But I see lots of people who are, again, being insta thoughts and just like holding up the I voted sticker on a booty hole or, <laughs> or, 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 or posing very provocatively uh, like at the ballot box or filling out their ballot or mail-in ballot, but then have like no link to resources or information. And it mm -hmm. just seems very like opportunistic to like, yeah. how can I be relevant in a part of the conversation, but not actually impact change or, you know, or advocate for who I am. And I appreciate that people have the right to keep their vote private and that that's their that that's their information. Or some people maybe just assume that you know who they voting are based upon who they are as a person or their lifestyle. But I just feel like people could do a little bit more to meaningfully engage in the democratic process than just like using it as an opportunity to be a thought. Right. Like share some information, even on like Instagram, you can put like hashtag vote and it'll like put at the bottom of your post like voting information, but people yeah. just don't do that. Or maybe I'm yeah. following the wrong thoughts. Maybe I need That's to probably what it is. <laughs> just follow a socially conscious thought. thought. <laughs> How about that? Curate my page. Exactly. That's just, um, you know, be coming for myself. So mm -hmm. I said what I said. Let's do better thoughts. Let's thoughts yeah. unite. <laughs> a mess. A mess. It's time for our last and final segment of the show. It's time for tens, tens, tens across the board. My tens this week is going to the people in Philadelphia and basically anywhere where they're dealing with those long lines at the ballot um, box at the polling place. Mm -hmm. And did you see the video of the people in Philly where they were like dancing? Dancing, yes. Yeah, and I think there was a marching band at some point, but you know, we're trying to make the best of <laughs> what's basically voter suppression because mm -hmm. it should not take that long to vote How anywhere. Long is it taking? like hours really hours and hours and hours people are waiting in line they're bringing like folding chairs bottles of water because mm. it's just taking way longer than it's supposed to take and i think you know this is something we need to work on as a country like it should not be such a chore and a hassle to right. vote you know so you know tense for them for keeping their spirits up staying in line having a good old time line dancing mm. and making sure their voice counts. So 10 for y'all. Yes. 
I'm giving tens to the Catholic Church. <laughs> Although I'm not Catholic myself, I did go to a Catholic university. Shout out to LaSalle and Philadelphia. Um, but, you know, today they are confirming a Catholic Supreme Court justice, Amy Coney Barrett. But last I thought month, she was in a cult. I think she, she's in like The Handmaid's Tale or something like that. Mm-hmm. But she's a devout Catholic. So I think it's like a, a cult within a cult. Mm-hmm. But she was on the board at, at that school that didn't allow gay teachers mm-hmm. or gay students. I didn't know that. Yeah. Child, good luck with that. You can't keep mm-hmm. gays out of nothing or nowhere. <laughs> okay. But last week, the Pope did announce that he is in support of civil unions for same-sex marriages and that the church has to do something. He did not equate it to marriage or he did not say he was gonna call it marriage, but they, he did say that he's in support of same-sex marriage, which is pretty revolutionary. It's unlike his predecessor, uh, Paul Benedict, Eggs Benedict, whatever, fifth or sixth or something. But he's a pretty progressive Pope. And the fact of the matter is that the large swath of this globe is still very Catholic and still looks forward to that. So I think that is somewhat progression. It's not what we need all the way, but, that's their club. So who am I to tell them their rules? And they also did appoint the first African-American Archbishop Wilton Gregory um, to the Roman Catholic Church. And he's an American. He's Black. So mm-hmm. um, good for them, I guess. You know, we want Black representation all over, even though they might be <laughs> the bestest. So they might not be on our side or they might be our skin folk, yeah. but not our kin folk. But wow. it's still historical. So tens for that. Tends to all the celebrities who are celebrating milestone birthdays this week. Monica from Atlanta turned 40. Kim Kardashian turned 40. Um, yes. Ciara, just... Ciara turned oh. 35. And he's only 35? Yeah. Huh. And then Drake is not a milestone, but he turned 34. Didn't Cardi B just have a birthday party recently? It was a few weeks ago. I think it's 28, right? I don't know. Mm. Kamala had a birthday and so did Hillary today. Yes. Damn, this Libra season are heavy. Cute though. Happy birthday, y'all. Yep, tens for y'all. Tens. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us with another episode of Category Is. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com. <laughs>